and welcome to TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims. And I'm Regan Kempton. And we are reality TV addicts. Addicts, uh, aficionados. Ooh, I like that. Experts. Experts. Basically, we know our shit when it comes to reality TV. 100%. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another week of TV My Husband Hates. I'm Kat Sims, and I'm with Regan Kempton. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. We're just batting down the hatches, waiting for Snowpocalypse 2021 to hit Colorado. Um, But I have no kids, so it doesn't matter whether it comes or not, which is So they've already gone. The kids have already gone. I dropped them off at school. Their Nana will pick them up. And tell us, tell everybody why you've dispatched your kids this weekend. Well, it's the weekend before my 40th birthday. So it was the weekend that I could have childcare and actually try to plan something. So of course... We're having a massive blizzard. So we'll see. We'll see what actually ends up happening. But to be honest, even if I'm snowed in and I just get to watch movies and I don't have to take care of anybody, that is a fucking party for me. So it's also went well, it's Mother's Day here on Sunday as well. So Oh. Yeah. So Jimmy's like he goes, I know what you want, but tell me what you want. I was like, I want to be left alone. He's yeah. like, I get it. He's like, I get it. No worries, I'll do my best. That's um, amazing. So that's what my Sunday's gonna look oh, like. How as well. exciting. Bath and TV. The best. And obviously training, because now I'm supposed to be doing some, oh, I've signed yeah. up. I'm such a cliche. I'm like a 40-year-old <laughs> cliche. I'm coming up to 40 in July and I've suddenly gone, I have to get my 20-year-old body back. Anyway, I found a magician who apparently tells me you can do it. So, Excellent. you know, I've handed over a shit ton of money and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. You'll have to keep us updated. We'll have to do uh, weekly <sighs> checks on Kat's progress. I Keep mean, her accountable. I don't think anybody is interested in my, <laughs> but, you know, I'll be sending I mean, them just, to you. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, it's, I think it's just what happens. I think mine, I've been kind of trying to get mine back since, you know, my youngest child who is now five. But um, I think for me, it's mostly like I see my grandparents getting older and older and it's like, I want to be a fucking 80 year old woman that can get out of my own damn chair and pour my own wine and that's more important. So it goes hand in hand. It's like, I got to stop eating like an asshole and just, you know, grow the fuck up. No. And, and I think it's, I think, it, yes, it's about getting my 20 year old yeah. body back, but it is very much, I'm very conscious about making sure that I can be a grandma who can be effective and helpful. Yeah, for uh, sure. Rather than, you know, one who's too fucking Cause we're already going to be, I was going to say, I'm, I'm already going to be way older than my mom was as a grandma and my grandma was as a grandma, I'm very young grandparents. So I'm, I'm pretty acutely aware. I will already have age against me. So let's just st- start lifting and, you know, be healthier because I can still lift my five-year-old with no problems. So we're on I our way. I am excited. Yay. Um, so we've got a nice gentle week this week, just yes. four episodes for us to discuss. Right. Um, we're going to kick off with Atlanta, as always. How was it for you this week, Reagan? You know, it's it's kind of the downslope after the excitement of the past two weeks. and But I feel like the issues brought up in the past two weeks will now be the storyline for the rest of the season. So... Needless to say, I'm not really looking forward to the rest of the episodes. Like, I don't know what it is with Atlanta and me right now. I'm just, it, it really lost me last season and I'm really struggling to get super back into it. I mean, I hear you. And this was, this episode was a lot about Kenya in, yeah. in various different ways. For um, sure. So we saw Drew and Kenya go to dinner to try and talk and that was the most painful thing i've ever watched on both of their sides too because i was like drew why the fuck are you singing kenya stop interrupting her 
Like, I just want to smack them both. Like, it, it, it's just the most pointless dinner I've ever seen. It's like the female version of a pissing contest. For sure. And it was just boring to watch mm-hmm. um, and achieved absolutely nothing. Uh, nothing. So that's good. That's that done. And then, of course, the news breaks that this orgy, three-way orgy happened at Cynthia's Bachelorette. Hits page six. Um, page six. Everybody holds their hands up and says, well, it wasn't me. I well, think so it was 100% three, we'll say Kenya. Who, oh, sorry. I was going to say after three, let's say who it is. <laughs> but we would have matched. We would have matched with yeah. Kenya. 100% is Kenya. I mean, now she does say that she doesn't mess with page six. Now, if it was TMZ or somebody else, it would probably have been her. But I think it was her anyways, because nobody else cared. She is the only person that gives a shit about what happens in that room. It had to be her. Totally. I mean, unless everybody else is fine to let it be quiet. But I can't imagine production and talking to page six. It's got to be Kenya. She's it's got her name written all over it. That's her brand of messy from beginning to end. For sure. And again, she literally is the only person that cares. But Nobody else cares have, what happens in that no. room. And this is going to have ramifications because yeah. this is like talking about people who are in relationships. Tanya, yeah, for example. For sure. And, you know, that's not cool. No, I mean, even Toya thinks thinks she's the leak. So, you know, yeah, that tells you something. Um, we also see Kenya hit a therapy session. Not hit. I mean, not hit. (laughs) She hits up some therapy. She hits up some therapy. And it's quite interesting. I mean, it's hard. I find Kenya very hard to build a relationship with in that kind of viewer, classmate way. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think it's because, like, I don't mean to sound like a dick, but, like, her, her issues are fucking obvious. Like we all know where they came from. Like we could, I mean, literally we could all be Kenya's therapist. (laughs) Like they're, they're not, I mean, I don't mean to be an asshole, but they're not special. Like there's a lot of people who have dealt with the exact same issues Kenya has. I think what frustrates me is like Kenya does not deal with them. No. In fact, I saw a meme. No, it wasn't a meme. It was a TikTok uh, of a therapist. It was a therapist and she was saying, what I've realized is that therapy is either helping people who think that everything's their fault, realize it's not their fault, or helping people who think that's not, that nothing is their fault, making them realize that there are some things that are their fault. And I thought and Kenya's perfect for that because she's very open about all the shit that happened to right. her. Right. But she's not taking any accountability for her role in any of this. No, she doesn't make any fucking changes. And I, I mean, I don't think this is the first time she's ever been in therapy. I mean, and I mean, maybe it, if it is, then maybe this is all news to her and she'll start changing. I don't think it's the first time. I feel like therapy has been around long enough where she probably would have gotten therapy earlier on. I just feel like she, she doesn't want to change. I don't know. Do no. you know what I'm saying? Like, I think she does want to change, but she doesn't want to change. She doesn't want to do the work. No, she wants everybody else to to do better. But the reality is that she's not recognizing her role. And it's like, well, this is just going to no. be a cycle. And you're going to keep picking these people to be your friends. You're going to keep treating people like this until you recognize that you can't control everybody else. The only thing you can change is yourself. And she just doesn't get it. 
Well, and I hope she does get it because she will pass this shit on down to her daughter. Like, that's what happens. If you don't resolve it, you parent in that way and it puts fucking weird issues on them. And I mean, I think we saw it like, you remember the dinner where she was really upset at all the girls for not being her village, but she's been really vile to all the girls. And it's like that, that it's the same thing. Like you can't have it both ways. You need to change and meet people in the middle and, you need to recognize your role in this as well. Like, you know? Yeah, I don't know. you're right. And that contradiction kind of lives through all of her relationships, yeah. all of her decisions. And inevitably it just ends up hurting her. And, you know, and I have to say my heart breaks for her when she talks sure. about her mum. Like, I can't imagine what it would be like to be knocking on your mother's door and have her lock the door and not answer it and refuse to see you. Like, I get no. that there were cameras there and all the rest yeah. of it, but... Even so, it hasn't changed whether there are cameras or not. She hasn't seen her mom. And no. I just, that, you know, I can't imagine how damaging that would be. I totally understand that. But I also think like, but you know what? You had a badass grandma who stepped up and raised you around your very strong aunt. Like she has very strong females in her family that we've seen on the show. Yeah. I don't know. I agree, but I still think- yeah. It's heartbreaking, nonetheless, for sure. It's going to do, yeah. Uh, For sure. You know, I I fear that you're right, that we're just going to see Kenya doing the same stuff, that we're just going to keep hearing about this, the Bolo gate. And um, I just don't know. We'll see. I mean, which is just not a big deal. It's not like anybody got murdered. I mean, like, come on. I mean, nobody murdered anybody. No, let's be honest. Everybody was consenting. Yeah, she's in There's a relationship. No That's up to her to figure out if she wants For to sure. have sex. I mean, it, and who I've knows what's allowed in their again. relationships? Like nobody right? knows what's been okay nobody and what's knows. not. And she doesn't owe you an explanation. Fuck no. Just, Kenya needs to leave it the fuck alone. Yes. You know what, Kenya? Focus on your own shit. Stop being messy in other people's shit, focus on your own shit and do that work. That's the work that's important because I mean, yeah. we even see it when she's chatting with her dad. She's not particularly close to her dad either. And I almost no. wonder if her dad is the type of dude she chooses. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I, don't I know. mean, because I remember in, I think, the last season or the season before, she kind of met up with him after a long Like, so they've been rebuilding a relationship, haven't yeah. they? And, you know, I'm great. I'm grateful that she's got a parent. Yeah. But it doesn't seem like the best advice or the healthiest attitude that he's kind of passing on no well and he kind of comes at her about like not being invited to the wedding it's like dude is that really what's important right now like come on she eloped like nobody was invited to that wedding except like some yeah. photographers <laughs> yeah, obviously in tmc page six. exactly that was it. <laughs> only the most important people were there <laughs> her biggest truest greatest loves um Oh, man. Yeah, I mean, talking of weddings, we also see Cynthia's yeah. wedding creeping up. That's coming up next week. I mean, that looks like one hell of an affair. Um, I just want to say to Cynthia and to anybody who's planning a wedding, Cyn- Cynthia said something. She's like, everything's going wrong. And, you know, there's a list of issues that are coming up. It's just what happened. It's not about it going yeah. wrong. It's just that you just have to manage some shit in a wedding. So if yeah. you're planning a wedding, just know it's not like God looking at you going, I'm going to fuck you up. Right. It's nothing you've done to deserve. This is just what happens every wedding all the time, no matter how meticulously it's. I mean, every event, like, let's just say that like every event, every big party, anything that involves more than two people, 
this yeah. is the stuff that happens. <laughs> exactly. So it's not a personal affront on the unified no. universe to you. It's just like, this is the shit that happens. No. Let's just embrace what, it. What do you think about the um, all the chat going around about prenumps and things like that? Do you think she's being stupid? Is she... Uh, yeah. I mean, in this day and age, it's not... Yeah. Honestly, in this day and age, I just think she's been through it with Peter. Right. We've seen... We are literally looking at the car crash that is Kenya and yeah. Mark. Um, and I just think be smart, like be smart. Like it's not something that I would do because I don't have a shit ton of money. But right. if I did, then yeah, I'm not joking. I'd think about it for sure. Yeah, no, me too. I mean, obviously I got married when I was young and broke, so it that didn't matter, didn't come into play in any of our situations. I mean, he probably had more money than me, so maybe he should have had one, but um <laughs> He didn't. So there you go. That's the way it goes. But uh, I think I think if I was to, if something were to happen and I was to get married again and my situation was different, then maybe I would look at doing a prenup. I mean, because you're absolutely right. We see the fallout with Kenya. It's happening real time. Candy weighs in, you know, and we did see what happened with her and Peter. So we may need to, you know, she may need to rethink that post numps aren't, aren't always the way to go. Agreed. Um, okay, sorry, had a few sound issues there, but I'm back. It's okay, I just talked right through it. You did, I was <laughs> such a pro. I don't know what you said, but I agree. I agree. Excellent. Um, <laughs> bit concerned that my sound might go again, but we'll see. We'll keep on plowing. Let's go uh, to the ad break. While we've got you here, we'd love to talk to you about our brand new Patreon account. Woohoo! It's all the extra content that is not only about reality TV, but all the other TV that we happen to be watching. And if that wasn't cool enough, we also give away a little bit more about ourselves. So there's lots of personal stuff on there too, if you want to get to know us better. So head on over to patreon.com, search for TV My Husband Hates, and all this extra content can be yours for less than a cup of coffee. Or a glass of wine. Whatever you choose. Okay, well, let's move on to BDSY, Below Deck Sailing Yacht. Um, I think you called it right last week, Reagan, when you were like, they're being trapped on this boat and that's going to add another dimension. I know, I'm really excited about it, actually, because it's the first time we've ever seen it, so it brings something new to the franchise. Um, the guests are there all the time, too, so there aren't these, like, excursions that they have to plan, so I think we get crazier guests, like, this week, like, them just going missing for, like, an hour and a half. <laughs> I mean, these guys are, like... <laughs> They're outrageous. I mean, I, I, nobody loves a paddleboard more than me, yeah. but, like... You want to make sure that you know where you're fucking going and where you are. For sure. Especially like, you when you've been drinking like they have. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. I mean, I think they've at least finished more than... They've finished more than one bottle of 1942, like, tequila. Each. <laughs> yeah, it's for sure. It's batshit. I've never seen people hold their alcohol like that. It's, it's, impressive. it's impressive. And then go paddleboarding. I, I mean, know. I mean, they really Lord. functioned at a very high level for the amount of alcohol that they have imbibed. We salute you. Round of applause. Uh, 80s rockers from California. <laughs> Whoever you are, we yeah. salute you. Oh my gosh, um, they're amazing. I think we're starting to see the tension build between Natasha and Daisy as well, right? Oh yes. I mean, Petergate was pretty intense. I mean, now I will say, 
I kind of understand Natasha because she's handmade these because they're like all vegan fancy stuff. But like, I don't understand fighting with someone about like how many were put out on the table. Like, where did all the rest of those pitas go? Did they ever find the pitas? I mean, this is what I want to know. Well, I mean, who the fuck knows? They could have thrown them <laughs> over the fucking into the sea for the fish to eat for all that. They can do what they like with the pitters. But if yeah. there are more pitters, you bitch, you've got to make more some pit- more pitters. See, this is the thing with Natasha. I feel like she feels that the staff need to have everything controlled and that the guests don't actually have a say. Whereas I think Daisy's coming from it the right way. We're like, well, who the fuck cares how many pitas were put out? The guests want some fucking more pitas. And I think it, you're right. it's, a con- it's a control issue and she wants to, she doesn't like it when something changes. Yeah. And you know, it, when you work in this kind of industry at that kind of luxury level, you just have to roll with the punches. You just and I have think to make the pitas. She's not great at, but her no. cooking seems great. Spot on. Everybody loved it. Even the crew apparently went vegan for the whole time as well. And they loved what she made. I mean, I like, I do like the way she takes things in strides. Adam, this would have been like watching Adam's tantrum for two and a half days. Like would have been exhausting. Yeah. It it would have been a nightmare. So we'll see. We'll see how Daisy and Natasha kind of navigate this relationship around their obvious different philosophies about service on a mega yacht. Yeah, I think that's where the tension's going to come. And then, of course, the guests leave. The biggest tip I think we've seen. Yeah, biggest tip to date, 22.5. Just huge. I mean, For huge. like two, two, day- two I mean, and a half thousand. Two and a half thousand dollars each. And they weren't, they weren't the worst guests either. I mean, really, all you had to do was keep them drinking. I mean, they disappeared for a while and caused some, you know, hectic. But they were like, but they weren't assholes. They were like harmless fun, right? They were yeah. harmless pains in the ass. But I agree. That seems like a dream charter. And I also have to say for their first charter, this is the first boat I've seen where the crew really kind of isn't a chaotic mess. Like for the no. first charter, yes, there are some teething issues. And is it Ali that takes a gazillion years to clean oh anything? God, but, the slowest person on the planet. But essentially, like my five year old putting on her shoes. <laughs> yeah, right. But essentially, they all seem to kind of muddle along and pull it together really well for the first charter. That's impressive. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. It will be interesting to see if that continues, though, with like the quarantining and them all being single, other than. Colin, the engineer. I wonder if that dynamic. Yeah. So let's just get into that. Let's get into that. When I say them all shagging each other, I obviously mean Gary shagging anybody who happens to be nearby. I mean... I'm going to have to say, Gary is on the bottom of my shagability list of of the entire boat. I think I I would shag Captain Glenn Glenn first. I would. Yes! (laughs) I'd shag Captain Glenn before Gary. A hundred percent. Because at least, you know, Captain Glenn's not going to be a misogynistic twat face. Yes. Yes. And I mean, you know, the unfortunate thing is actually Jean-Luc is probably one of the most attractive, but he was so like, he can't handle his alcohol. So, you know, you just be dealing with whiskey dick. Well, we were having this conversation. I was like, looks wise, physicality wise. I know myself. I'd climb him like a fucking tree. I'd be a little like JL monkey. (laughs) All the way up. Because height, I just, height and tattoos. But then I see him drink and I'm like, no. No. You're also on a boat full of harnesses too. So, I mean, you could just like jimmy a harness and like harness yourself up. (laughs) But you're right. Like a dude not being able to like handle his liquor and almost passing out in the hot tub. Not hot. No. And then like talking gibberish at night. 
No, not hot. I'm <laughs> Poor gonna Colin. Kick, I'm going <laughs> to kick Jack Daniel's ass. No, you're not. You're not. You're not going to kick he, anybody's he ass He whipped tomorrow. you. He, he yeah. spanked you. You, that, it's what we call a knockout. That's yeah. what that is. <laughs> For sure. One, two, three, you're down. Like, no. Anyway, yeah. so we but, see, first of all, Gary Snog Alley, right? Yeah, but I would say even before that, we see Gary and Danny kind of making eyes at each other and speaking Spanish to each other just at the dinner. Yes, you're right. And then actually before that, Snog, we see... Um, Ali and Sydney. Ali and Sydney snog, and then yes. Ali kisses Gary. Yes, and then Gary goes and shags Sydney. Essentially, yes. let's let's call let's call it how we see it. Yes, in a in a guest cabin. I feel in a like guest we've cabin. been here before. We have, however, he is in charge of the of the deck, so he only needs his own permission, right? No, he needs the chief stew's permission for for cabins. Oh, Always so has that's to be gonna blow stew. up. Like that, will, Daisy will have an issue, I'm sure. And, and, and actually, and I think we've so. seen previews. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's gonna cause a, a ruckus. But also, Sydney, like I actually like Sydney. I think she's I a badass. Too. I think she's great at what she's done. It's great to see a woman just step in and do it and sail the boat. I mean, she's sail essentially done Glenn's job. And immediately garner respect. Like yeah. the guy, for whatever reason, the guys have respected her, apart from Gary. Because if you are her boss and you respect her, you don't shag her. It's, right. I mean, it's that simple. But I do want to say to Sydney, this is the worst idea you've ever had. For sure. And I feel like as badass as Sydney is, the whole one night stand chat that they had whilst drunk right before doing the deed is not going to hold up. No, but listen... <sighs> I don't know if I should say this. Kudos to Gary for doing it. For sure. Like, for it's sure. It's something James in Below Deck did not have yes. the balls to do. At it's least very... Gary laid it on the line. This is a one night stand. This is not a boat romance. Yeah. I mean, very clear. Absolutely Could not have been clearer. Categorically clear. So yeah. Sydney knows what she is getting into. I just wish people would listen. Like, I feel like this is, this is a problem. People will tell you exactly who they are. And people do not believe them. It's true. And that's, and in fact, I was listening to our podcast today in the car, not because I'm narcissistic, because I was trying to listen <laughs> yeah, to yeah. the audiogram, which For is sure. so late, it almost doesn't work anymore now. Yeah. But, um, we were talking about Elizabeth and kind of how it went with James. And I was thinking, you know what, at some point you have to take responsibility for your own feelings and yeah. for your own emotional safety. And right. You can't, Elizabeth can't just lay that on James. And I just no. hope that Sydney isn't about to do that to Gary because I, it, 13 seconds of Gary on camera and I know he is not a safe handler of anybody's emotions. No, I mean, maybe a good time in, good time in the sack, possibly. If that's what you like. If that's what you're into. But no, he he's not gentle or caring about anybody's feelings and you don't have to be a therapist or go to therapy or have any sort of degrees to figure that out. Yeah. And I just want these girls yeah. do it. Have as many one night stands as you like, but take sure. responsibility for your own emotional comfort and safety. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. Don't, don't put those relationship feelings there. Cause that's not where they go. And don't expect a man, don't expect the man to make you feel all right about this. No, You have to decide when you go into this, if this is okay for you, if you know that you're going to get hurt and you can't do the one night stand thing, then don't do walk it. Walk the fuck away. Mess around with another lady. Do it. Oh my God, <laughs> you know what? I honestly think, and I'm going to say this, if Jimmy and I ever, ever got divorced, 
I have found my way onto lesbian TikTok and I swear to God. It's I, a place to be. I totally agree with you. I, if I got divorced, I would be a lesbian. Hands down. I'm not even, I'm not joking. I would go with a girl. Not yeah. messing. No. There are too many toxic dudes out there. Too many. I don't have time. I mean, I'm sure I, there are toxic ladies as well. I've definitely seen that. But, um, sure. But no, yeah. I definitely, I definitely become a lesbian if Jimmy and I not become a lesbian. But I don't know if I would ever choice. get married again. I think I would stay single and just have a good time. I think mm-hmm. I would quite enjoy being in my own space. If that was the, yeah. if that was the thing. I, I think I definitely give myself a significant amount of time doing that. Yeah. But yeah. I, I know eventually I'd want to find somebody that I could grow old with and like, you know. But what if you're already old when it happens? Well, then I'm not going to be shagging around on my Why own. Am I? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. The highest see, rates of STDs are in America's nursing homes. Higher than college, higher than universities. I have no idea what to do with that information. <laughs> well, see, I link it to like being in college, right? Like they've just kind of gone back where they'd like live in their own space. It's like the most people their own age that they've ever been around since like having children. <laughs> what else is there to do but drink and shag? You don't have a job. You're getting mailbox money. Oh my God. I, my feeling is that you just revert back to like uni life living in a nursing home. Oh, that's like, I just picked, I think that the nursing home thing in the UK is different. Probably. Like I, when I think of nursing homes in America, which is where I want to go, I'm thinking right. of like Florida yeah. where there's like visors and, Cocktails we'll at together. 11 and they pay po- play poker, yes. you know, bridge, and they swim in the pool and they're like leather tanned. Yes. That's my vibe. For Whereas here, <laughs> I, the nursing homes are not that. Yeah. They're very kind of drab institution. I mean, I'm sure there are some lovely ones, but it's not, yeah. I don't think it's as rock and roll as It's more common that people go in a little bit younger so that they kind of establish themselves in the place before they really need like the medical care side of it. And so that's right. probably more what I'm talking about yeah. than like being in, in a when bed, they, like, being need sick. The medical side of it. Yeah. Um, Anyways, sorry for that tangent. Don't worry. I mean, we'll <laughs> On see old people how... gone wild. <laughs> that's now that's a reality TV show I've watched. <laughs> yeah, for Bravo. sure. Oh my Where gosh. Yeah. The old lady housewives <laughs> of Miami nursing home. <laughs> That's what the new Housewives of Miami should actually be. A bunch of 80-year-old ladies in a nursing home hooking up and having a good time. Catching gonorrhea. (laughs) (laughs) And crabs. (laughs) Do you know what? I once was... did a quick story and then we'll move on because I'm worried about my sound. But I was once um, having... I was once having sex with a guy and uh, maybe I've told this story before. I don't know. But you mentioned crabs. And in the middle of sex, I got cramp in my leg. And I, I was like, ow, ow, ow. You know when it really hurts? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Cramp, I've got cramp, I've got cramp. Like he Charlie Horse. He threw himself off me to the other side of the room. And I was like, what's the problem? He's like, you've got craps. I was like, no, I've, I've got cramp. cramp. <laughs> I've got cramp in my leg. I just need to stretch and then we can get back on it. But like, can you help me massage it out, please? So we can get back to business. <laughs> thanks for the vote of confidence. Right. That's what a real gentleman would have done. Just gone down there, massaged your leg. Given it a massage. Yeah. And got back to it. Exactly. Brought While you a banana, there. some potassium. <laughs> <laughs> Epsom salt bath. Yeah. Anything, you know. For sure. This is the way I'll raise my men. 
Right, let's do Dallas. Um, Dallas. Oh. Listen, Brandy and Tiffany, I think everybody's very clear on what this is. And eventually by the end of the episode, I think even Brandy's clear on what happened. She's projecting this is her shit. For sure. However, I'm really disappointed in all of these women for making Tiffany's issue about them. Yeah, when she left. I think that they could have realized that she did what she needed to do to protect herself rather than make it about a respect issue. Yeah, it, it was not a respect issue. Like, you know what? Stephanie didn't say bye to anybody when she left early in the morning. Because remember the night before Stephanie had to leave like at 5 a.m.? She didn't go around saying goodbye to everybody. So why is there a double standard? Yeah, no. And I think Kerry has, Kerry's the worst at that. She's <sighs> always has to make it about her. She's, it's, you know, it's this dichotomy that we see in Kerry. She's so yeah. loving and giving and caring and understanding when it comes to her kids. But, you know, she can't afford other women the same treatment and it's so frustrating i wonder Um, if it's the only child in her like she just doesn't understand things not being about her yeah i mean i'm sure i'm sure that's what it is i'm sure it definitely plays a role anyway yeah yeah Um, and then tiffany i get it like i felt for tiffany she's really trying to fit in she recognizes that she's not like these other women in so many ways she's not super sociable she doesn't drink until she's you know unconscious right and she's got a full-time job and young kids so she's really trying to fit in but she's exhausted trying to be something she isn't yeah and i mean i i get that and i i I, you could almost see it when it happened like the minute she hit that water she was done yeah Yeah. because she did something that she wasn't comfortable doing and and i feel like carrie instigates a lot of stuff that people aren't comfortable doing and she bullies them so they don't feel comfortable being like hey it's not my thing i'll take a picture of you guys doing it like tiffany would have done that like she still would have been there she just didn't want to go in the fucking water and she can't swim like yeah, i mean this is ridiculous why are we why do we keep forcing tiffany to jump into large bodies of water when the bitch can't swim like right? give her a break no and joke. you're right I think with Carrie, it's like a test. It's like, are you going to do it? Like in her mind, it's like, is she going to do it? Or is she going to be a pussy? And, and well, and I out? feel like and she almost fair. needs to step up and be like, it, it's not me. I'm not going to do it. I will 100% like take a picture of you guys doing it and like cheer you on. But I can't swim. I'm not comfortable getting in dark, dank lake water. Right. And that's what she should do. But it's that insecurity yeah, of being in a group sure. of women. It's like di- dynamic that have known each other for a long time. And yeah. she is, you know, groups of women are... Can Scary be the as most fuck. wonderful, wonderful, amazing, supportive places, but they're also terrifying. Yeah. And Tiffany's terrified. You know, she wants to be friends. And well, and to be honest, rightly so. Nobody has cut her any slack or given her a break since she's joined this group. Everybody has honestly nitpicked the shit out of her. And Stephanie says that. She says, honestly, when I think about it, there isn't a day where somebody hasn't come at Tiffany with something. Right. Um, even you know, things even, that aren't her things to fix, Brandy. Yeah, and even Mama D, even yeah. Mama D gets it, you know? Well, I mean, she's like, look, she's the only one of you guys that works. She's a doctor. She has young children. She's already balancing w- a lot of shit. Now she's on a show and she's got to like take your feelings and like now you guys make her take your feelings into consideration and she's having to balance all this stuff. Like that's hard. Cut yeah, her some and- fucking slack. And Mama D makes the distinction. Yes, okay, Deandra might work, but she's not saving lives. She's not doing the same thing. And no, I'm, I was with Mama D, and I think even Deandra heard it. Um, and you know, Deandra's going to take it to her shaman, right, right, while she gets her hair <laughs> extensions done. 
I mean, I feel fuck? like I want to become a shaman now. Like maybe I just need to set myself up as a spiritual whatever and take the money of the rich. Yeah, I mean, I think because that's what Darren is doing. We prove week in, week out that we can therapize the shit out of stuff. Just go and do it. Call yourself a shaman. You don't need a degree. You just need a business card and some questionable sideburns and a a crystal. crystal. And I could buy Spencer Pratt's crystals. Done. I mean, even better. Full circle. Um. Yeah, I mean, that's it really, isn't it? Is that it? Yeah, I mean, I'd like to talk about the chat between Carrie and Tiffany because yeah. I did actually really like it. And I think this is where Carrie is awesome. Carrie is good one-on-one. She is shit in a group, but she is really good one-on-one to a degree. I mean, I think she still made it all about herself, but yeah. I she did feel like Tiffany felt heard in that yeah. conversation. And I think that's what was important. I know, I agree. And I think Tiffany, interestingly, at one point, Deandra says, Tiffany's not great at being vulnerable. And actually, I think that's completely wrong. I think Tiffany yeah. is <laughs> the best at being vulnerable. She's the only one being vulnerable in this one. group. <laughs> You're all being assholes. <laughs> all she's doing is being vulnerable. Like, it's exhausting her. It's literally pushing her. To, it's, she's it's like, I can't take killing this anymore. her, right? It's I killing can't her be slowly. open anymore. <laughs> I need to shut I down. I can't give anymore. Do you know? Yeah, so, for it's sure. It's fascinating that Deandra can't see that. Only child thing again. I yeah. think definitely playing into it there. But yeah, I, I'm loving Tiffany. I'm rooting for her. I think she's wonderful. Yeah, I, I again, I'm in these fairly toxic reality TV groups on Facebook. And I feel like quite often I'm the only one being like, I love Tiffany. Everybody needs to back off of her. Like, I think she's a breath of fresh air for the entire Housewife franchises. I'm loving seeing an actual working mom. Here, here. Me too. 100%. Stick around, Tiffany. Please don't leave. Um, And let's wrap it up with New Jersey. <sighs> I mean, it started off strong. I am not over it yet. But if this is all we're going to talk about, if this Jackie Teresa thing is all we're going to talk about all season, then I might. Yeah, I'm done shit, with the conversation. I'm 100% yeah. done with it already. Like, I don't know. You got to, I mean, everybody knows Teresa is not going to be the first one to apologize. I don't, I don't know why Jackie even thinks that's a possibility. It's not, it's not going to happen. Um, Interesting that Jackie's brother is like, you just just get over it. it Just (laughs) like, is it true? No, then let it go. Be the bigger person. And and I get she's hurt and, and it's not just her. Evan's hurt too, but it's like, there does come a point where, Maybe she's, I mean, I said last week, I hope she doesn't be the, she's not the first one to apologize, but maybe just for her own Well, maybe not even apologize, just let it go. Like, just stop bringing it up and just let it be what it is. Like, I'm not saying you have to be best friends with Teresa. You have to confide in her. You even have to talk to her, but you have to be in the same room together because you're filming a show. Yeah. And, and you know, it's only you that you're fucking up with all this anger and all the rest of it. Like, just do you do you, make peace with it and move the fuck on. I do kind of have an issue with the second birthday party. I don't think it was needed. I think it was a bit. Evan awkward. didn't look that. Evan didn't look that hurt. Well, honestly, he also didn't look that comfortable. Do you know no. what I mean? It all felt a bit. Well, all felt a bit forced. Because literally every time someone comes in, Jackie's in their ear like, make sure you tell Evan that you believe him and not her. Make sure you don't, you believe him that he's not cheating. It's like, oh my God, like these are your close friends. They don't give a shit. Like nobody thinks it's true. Stop no, making it a on. thing because she the is, more you make it center. a thing, it's going to be a thing. I appreciated Joey trying to stick up for his sister and then recognizing that he didn't have a <laughs> yeah, to never stand mind. on. He's like, listen, I did my job. 
Like, that I was did hilarious. My best. Yeah. <laughs> he, 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 he's never going to win. He was damned if he did and damned if he didn't, but he did the best he could. The daggered looks that Melissa was shooting him like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, are you no. joking? No. Um, <laughs> no, we are not. Then let's talk about the Jen Melissa chat because obviously Jen became privy to some information regarding Joey Gorga owing John Michelle's wife, the real estate lady. Husband. Ten, husband, tens of thousands of dollars. Yes. And Jen is obviously suitably nervous about conveying this because she's only right. just back on terms with Melissa. But I think they both handle it perfectly. Thank the Lord. It's so this nice to actually talk. see a grown-up discussion about this. Like, hey, I was given this information. I think you should know about it. I don't want to be rumor spreading or anything like that. This is just what it is. This is what she And she, she said. did it on their own. She pulled her aside. Like, yeah. if only Teresa had done the same with Jackie. Yeah, this well, would not be an I issue. mean, Teresa wanted it to be messy. There were definitely yeah, two did. different agendas in both of these conversations. But, um, but I can it's nice to see a nice gen. For yeah, sure. It is. And I liked seeing open Melissa to it. Um, I thought, yeah, I thought they were nice to each other and understanding, which Do was Do we think Joey good. has screwed him over or are we on Joey's side? I mean, I'm kind of on Joey's side. Me I too. think there are some thirsty people that try to get on the show and they do it this way. They go yeah, to somebody, they say something, and they try to make a storyline where there isn't any. So I don't know. But we'll see. I agree. We'll see how it and goes. And you know what? Teresa is obviously a dick at the lunch when Melissa asks her about it. But when she does get back and has the meeting with Michelle, I appreciate that she says, listen, I can't list my house with you until you make this okay in one way or another. Yeah. I mean, and, and even that conversation was a good conversation. Like, you know, I, I can't do this until you make this right. And the lady was like, okay, like I get that. And, you know, yeah. moving on. Um, one place I did not see a nice understanding, Jen, was when like Marge is talking about her book deal and discloses something like oh really personal, how, you know, she felt pressured to sleep with her boss and that was the way the industry was. And she kind of wishes that she had the strength that like women have now and things like that. And fucking Jen getting all judgy on her ass about it. I mean, it's so predictable. Absolutely not shocked. This woman is like the women's worst enemy. Marge is speaking up about something that millions and millions of women, probably, well, listen, every woman to a certain yeah. extent, in some shape or form, has been subjected to the abuse of power by men in a physical and sexual way. We have all, every single one of us been there. Yes. Um, and for Jen to be so judgy and to be so like, oh my God, I take it to my grave. She's always worrying about what people fucking yeah. think. Well, Jen, here's the irony. I think you're a twat. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like if you're that sure. worried about what people think, yeah. stop being a twat. Or get off TV. Because to be really frank, nothing you're doing on TV is any better. No, because also, Jen, by, I, I don't know if you know this, but right now we're doing the women supporting women thing. Like we're yeah. raising each other up. <clears throat> if you didn't know and didn't get the memo, fine. But now you know, right. let's do better. Oh, I mean, you're raising girls. And like you, I mean, it's, it blows my mind that that same woman who makes that judgy comment about Marge is the one telling her daughter to like stand up to bullies and standing up for her brother with her mom about him being gay. It's like, you need to marry these two selves. Totally. And I mean, it's, it, it, I thought that was a really, ins like a really insidious comment. Yeah. Commentary. <clears throat> 
that kind of slipped under the radar. And I just, I'm glad that we're talking about it because it's yeah. damaging. That's a damaging fucking narrative. Absolutely. Like, yeah, we don't do that anymore. It's, it's, not, no. it's not the 80s. We don't shame each other anymore. No, we, it, it's not cool. No, no, Get it's with not. the new program. Exactly. Um, well, listen, that's us. Let's, uh, let's wrap it up. Yeah, I'm excited. We've got some previews of Jen getting super duper sloshed next week with tequila pong i think i can't think the, wait the bdsy crew would call it white girl wasted <laughs> they would 100 percent call it white girl wasted because that's exactly what it is um yeah i can't wait i'm looking forward to the new shows uh kardashians start next week on the 18th so we will be talking about them as well their Good to know final season on E, no problem. Um, but anyways, uh, thank you guys for your time. As always, please remember to rate, review, do all that stuff to help Subscribe. help some girls out. Yeah, get us up on those charts. Because the minute you guys do, we shoot way up. And then when you guys don't, we shoot back down. True. That's how it works. Yeah. But in the meantime, please remember... Smart people watch reality TV too. Bye. Bye-bye. Please subscribe, rate, and review TV My Husband Hates wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram at TV My Husband Hates and join the Facebook group to keep the conversation going when the podcast ends. If Twitter's your thing, you'll find us at TV Husbands Hate. The music and production for TV My Husband Hates by Jimmy Sims.